Welcome to episode 210, Nerds Eye View, for the 20th of January. Is that like a special day, it Jordan? Is, it is uh, for one person, you know, probably multiple people. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to I mean, be... I'm, still, I'm still hungover from my MLKJR celebrations. Right, right, because we wake up early for that and we just get started, because it's 5 yep. o'clock somewhere. Yeah, 5 a.m. somewhere, got to start marching. Mm-hmm. Yep, I got right. the Selma head track going, head track? Yeah. Nope. Sorry, yeah. some soundtrack in my headphones. There you go. There you go. That's a good one. And we don't stop till we get to DC, so it's a long celebration. <laughs> long, long, long. Uh, I like I like to pre pre party hmm. for the MLK Jr. by by moving closer to DC, so I don't have to march for so long. That was yeah, smart. Because yeah. uh, let's 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 uh, inside baseball here. I'm kind of fat, <laughs> so uh, marching from Southern California to Washington DC probably kill me. Yeah, but once you get to DC, it's like Mardi Gras in there. Yeah, Whew. it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's my birthday. Oh, and, happy birthday! Uh, and we're having a uh, yeah. I was born on uh, Super Bowl Sunday, mm. and I get told the story every year <laughs> because the, the doctor story of your birth. No, yeah, I do because um, they always bring it up, no matter who's there, and they say uh, they, my family, they, mm-hmm. uh, they say um, the doctor refused to come into the room. Because he was busy watching the football game. Oh, my God. And said that she needed to hurry up and dilate so he can deliver me so he could get back to watching the game. Why couldn't they just because, bring a TV Because it was room? like it was like kickoff, like right right when she what was the there. Yeah. So, I mean, it um, was, you know, 19 or whatever. Yeah. It was, we uh, didn't have tablets with... Yeah, there was no tablets. There was no laptops when NFL I was born. Um, it's not like I was born in the future and then came back and got dropped off. I mean, it, you, I, I don't know. Yeah. I was born in the year 2050. When, when um, I met you, you were very mysterious. Yeah. Well, it's because I I, uh, I was always standing in the shadows. <laughs> and uh, whenever you spoke to me, there was just light across my eyes, but you couldn't see the rest of my face. Yeah, and then like I would turn around and turn back, and you'd be gone? Yeah. It was very strange. Yeah. Very Batman-esque. Yeah, and the funny thing was, the first time that ever happened, you said, huh, that's what that feels like. And I was like, oh, yeah. It was good. It was really good. That is a flat I think tire. That sound might be picking up. Sorry, guys. That is a flat tire going down the street. We got windows open because a little, little bit of heat here. A little bit of heat here. Uh, I just came from Texas. Yes. A little inside baseball again. Uh-huh. And it was freaking freezing. It is That's warmer here than strange. it was in Texas. Well, global warming. Gotta, yeah. Got to kick all that All the, the hot curb. places are getting colder. No, all the hot places are getting cold. Uh-huh. All the cold places are getting hot. Oh. So it's global switching. That's why. Oh, global switching. Not warming. Good, good buzzword. Get yeah. that out. Hashtag global switching. Yep. GS. G. Well, that's too short, maybe. Too short? Yeah. Uh, Nowadays, long yes. hashtags, I think they're better in a weird way. Yeah, because you, you see something on Instagram, and it's more hashtags than it is whatever someone Words. said. Yeah, it's like, it's like, hi, and then hashtag blessed, hashtag uh, good day, hashtag cheat day, hashtag it's, diet, hashtag it's eat. My life. They wanna. They wanna be on lists. They wanna be on all yeah, these no. different Instagram I, lists to oh, get I more get followers. Trust and me. everyone's freaking out because they lost more than half their followers after Instagram deleted all those bots. Oh, yeah. We need those bots. They're yeah. a very good part of the system. Yeah. Especially on <clears throat> even on Twitter. I'm not on Instagram, but yeah. on Twitter, mm-hmm. when I got a bot following me, I go, ah, it's a bot, but yeah, at least it's a number. Yeah, I don't follow it back though. Oh no, because never. I don't want that. 
clouding up my stream. I'm not a follow back. Every, every once in a while, I actually have to go through and unfollow people hmm. because they were good when I first followed them, yep. and now they just redo other people's trash. Yep, yep. And it shows up on my on my list. Whenever I find, so, what? Where, where did you say what the show is? By the way, I feel yeah, like yeah. You're... I said Nerds I View. This is okay. your podcast about MLK celebrations, my birthday, yeah. time travel. And Batman and social media. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I'm Andrew. And I'm Jordan. Okay, good. Now that we established that. So Twitter, anyway. <laughs> yeah. Let's get back to what's important in this podcast. So you haven't been here in a while, so uh, No, yeah. So we're just we're, gone. Just we're going. We're going. <laughs> Let's just get into it. Everyone knows yeah. the format. We're gonna be reviewing uh what's the name of the movie? <laughs> I just saw it. I saw it a couple hours ago. Michael Mann's and that's Hackers. your review. Michael Mann's Hackers. Uh, the hackers of our black generation, hat. black black hatters, black hatters, yeah, um, black hackers, black. No, nope. no, no, that nope. doesn't work. No, no, back up. Let's back uh, up. Let's redact that. <laughs> uh, Oof, black hatting hackers. Okay, there we go. Yep, cool. We're gonna review that in a little bit later, but first. Mm-hmm. We have our box office top ten <laughs> black hat. I can I just 10. I want to keep going back to that. I we'll just, just want to keep trying new names. But just no. count me down then. Count All me right. down, uh, and I'll count you down. We're you, counting each other if down. Uh, <laughs> the alternate title to um, Bruce Willis's Unbreakable is number ten, Unbroken, which is how you'll feel if you see number nine, uh, which is Night at the Museum, Secret of the Tomb, uh, which you might want to hide inside. Uh, if you have to see number eight, uh, the Hobbit, the Battle of the Cinco Armies, <laughs> uh, which is uh, something that you play if you play number seven, uh, the Imitation Game, which is not something you want to play as you're getting lost on number six, Into the Woods, which is where oddly enough number five is located, Selma, uh, which you're gonna want. To, I can't do anything with Selma. <laughs> good luck. Uh, good movie. Uh, hopefully you don't see that instead of number four. There we go. Taken three. Number three. <laughs> <laughs> the Wedding Ringer, um, which uh, if, you need, if you need a Wedding Ringer, just call number two. Paddington, who is secretly number one. Ooh, that's, this is a dark turn. American <laughs> Sniper. Uh, Chris, oh, wow. I don't. That would be a whole different movie. I want someone to now go through and put in Paddington Bear in all of the scenes well, where Bradley Cooper um, is. If, if we uh, remember Tom's guest the ending for Paddington mm-hmm. last week, yeah. uh, he described it as a, a, like a horror film oh where the God, bear, once I, they invite the bear in, it's like, ooh, that was I a need bad to listen idea, to the guys. show. I haven't listened to it. I was, yeah, I was gone. It, was, uh, it, it took a real that turn. That sounds amazing. He was just like, oh, they invite a bear in and ooh, it doesn't go well. Paddington Bear seen through the eyes of Tom. Yep. Sounds good to me. Uh, these numbers are crazy. Crazy numbers. Uh, Holy was, crap. There People? was a hundred million jump hey, guess what, because everybody? of one film. Hey, guess what, everybody? You went and saw some movies. Yeah. Um, well, this is, I mean, uh, uh, we don't do news anymore. Uh, yeah. But if we did, we would be talking about the Oscar nominations. Y'all. Uh, which, since they came out and American Sniper was among them, it did well in the and box that, office. And that happens every year. The Oscar mm-hmm. nominations come out. People go, holy crap, all these movies are up for best best whatever, you know, whichever category. Yep. I should go see that. Yep. And whatever's still in theaters, 
and or just opened up this last or week. Or is coming back as the like, Grand Budapest Hotel is going to come back I in remember, a couple of places. I remember I really loved that last year because I went and saw a bunch of movies that I'd missed. Mm-hmm. So it's a good time to go see movies. And right now, as, as per my experience earlier today, everyone's seeing American Sniper. Yep. And that is proof. Uh, positive of that because it made 105 million this weekend. Yeah, I plan on seeing it. Um, oh. And I actually did a weird thing that I almost, I'm going to say, I'm just going to flat out say I never do, mm-hmm. but I was curious. Uh, I read his story yep. before, before deciding if I was going to see this movie. Ooh. And his story is nuts. Yep. Uh, so I don't even know if I suggest people should read it, but I think you should. At least afterwards, read oh. read some articles because it's it's interesting. Like yeah, that's, the, that's, that's what I did after Foxcatcher. Yeah, I read. Well, yeah, some, I remember. I did some in research your review, on that. You had like a lot of evidence. Mm-hmm. You, were, you were like doing a term paper on Foxcatcher. Yeah. I'm still. Uh, it's going to be my doctorate. Can thesis. we talk real quick about how it's nominated for best original screenplay? Right, because it's Can based we, on a book. It's based on nothing, actually. That's yeah. how it got the original. Screenplay yeah, because it's it's not like what it it's literally what based, it purports happening is not what happened. But not even that. It's just the 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 movie itself was based on just like accounts. Like it wasn't yeah. based on one single source. Because the book came out the same day as the movie, so they couldn't say yeah, that it was based wrote, on the book. He wrote the book like I think almost as a counterpoint to the movie, right? Because he heard it was getting made. Well, no, he was actually from all accounts that I've read, he was on set and loved oh, being on set. The whatever the right. brother's name was, Mark Schultz. Yeah, Mark. He was he was there and he loved being there on the set and mm-hmm. helping out. But he wrote the book like as like I think just to make sure that his story got out and yeah. then also you know money. I mean you can make easy money if you mm-hmm. do a tie in like that. Yeah. But I'm and I don't blame him though if he wanted to get his version out because I don't think the movie tells his version. No, the the film while it is based on true events, I mean that can be said of even documentaries that yeah. that the people who make them are telling a specific story yep. are arguing a certain point and that movie definitely <clears throat> does and and i i know ancillary details about chris kyle mm-hmm. um and i definitely want to see the movie but i'm not going to do any research until after but i know that it's pretty nuts yeah um and just just on that documentary point that you're mentioning uh because it was nominated and well and because it looked a little interesting i i watched the documentary finding vivian mayer yeah uh which i don't know if you'd heard anything about that it's uh a, you know what it sounds familiar it's a lady who um she took a lot of photos but just kept them in boxes yes like, and but, they found and all of her stuff a, later a guy found all of her stuff like cleaned out a storage place and mm-hmm. found all these photos and like showed them to experts and we're yeah. like this is crazy i've seen a bunch of them yeah, yeah. and like that documentary is nuts because it the he interviews people who knew her mm-hmm. and like he'll the way that he the way that it's edited it actually shows that people remember her differently like yeah. in crazy different ways like wow. one person says oh yeah she said call call me her name's you know vivian may she, she said oh call me viv and then he asked another person like did did she what did she go by what did she go by and there's like viv, mrs may mrs meyer yeah and he was like ever call her viv and she's like, oh no never call her viv and it's just crazy how like all, like it's not even that long ago mm-hmm. it was like i think the 60s or the yeah. 70s and like p- people already like remember her wrong or or just differently and, yeah. and she presented herself differently like it's just really interesting i, I love that I, lo- I really like that story yep yeah that was a good documentary cool. uh but yeah i just i think it's kind of nuts that fox Catcher got nominated for original screenplay when it's it, the whole marketing campaign of it is that you can't believe that it's a true story yeah and it's an original screen. Ah, just it's kind of something weird. feels so off there that mm-hmm. 
I it just it further makes it so that it's harder for me to believe the Oscars are a legitimate, you know, nomination source, right, like a right. legitimate recognition of of actors' talents or writers' talents. Was Steve Carell nominated? I think so. I'm sorry, because, I don't have a list in front yeah, of yeah, me. Yeah, no, no, we don't. We don't need to go over it right now. It's just like I, I really liked his performance in that movie, but I would almost say that he shouldn't be nominated because it's such an understated performance. Yeah, it's so reserved. That I would rather, you know what I mean? Mm. It's just it didn't, it didn't rub me the right way, and especially after seeing a picture of the actual dude, mm. like they tried to make him look like him, but you could tell he looked more manic. Yeah, the, in, in real life, the, and they the, didn't get that across. The acting nominations that bothered me were the two leads from The Theory of Everything. Yeah, that was just like why? Like I don't know. I just the more I I think about that movie, the less I liked it. <laughs> like it's nice. just it wasn't a great story. Okay. Okay. So we've we've gone way off. On lots of tangents. That's what the show's about. But you know what? Yeah. Let's just get used to it, guys. Mm-hmm. Buckle up. Sit down. In that order. Yeah. You First you buckle and then you sit down. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because you, you put on your parachute. Oh. And then you sit down. I, I never And then you jump that. out for the wild ride that is this podcast. Okay. Good. Let's do new releases. Uh, yes. Coming out on DVD and Blu-ray, we have The Box Trolls. So that got a bunch of nods, didn't it? It well, at least it got animated. Animated. I don't what else? Okay. Uh, we reviewed it. You, uh, you were not, not present, nope. and I was. I was going to say I'm half. I was half present because mm-hmm. I fell asleep during the film. I Great. am going to actually have Super to revisit good. it to yeah. see whether or not I actually liked it. But from the little bit that I remember, when I was awake during it, I didn't care for it. I found it extremely boring. I'm hearing much of the same. And it just. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, it got nominated, you know? Lego Movie didn't, so let's just all take that into account right now. It's just so weird that such a fan-favorite movie is going to get snubbed in a movie that is middling from what I've heard. Like, I haven't talked to a single person that really enjoyed Box Trolls. Uh, Tom did, but I mean, he's a big fan of the studio, uh, the Leica Oh, it looks, it looks gorgeous. Yeah, I think, that, I think that is why it got nominated, because of the way that it was made, which that, is important, yeah. sure. All, yes. all, I cannot deny that it is important to still have movies that are hand-animated, movies mm. that are created with those claymation puppet-style things, but... You know, if if it's just not good enough, like just let it go. Yep, we'll let it go. It can be a beautiful work of art without being enjoyable. I mean, but yeah, that that's a whole other bag of worms. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other Oscar-nominated film, Lucy. You wish so for all I wish. for all the awards. Oh, jeez, L- uh, Lucy, best uh, AI alien takeover movie, kind of thing. Maybe yep. uh, that, that category. It could be. It could be another Scarlett Johansson film mm, under the yeah. skin. That was a, oh yeah, and then she's in she's in um, Ghost in the Machine, which she's gonna be oh, maybe. I disagree with that so much. I haven't seen any of those things, so I don't even know. Oh, all right. Well, basically, it's, the, it's like a computer lady. Yeah, okay. It's, it's an it's an anime. Sure. And the perfect woman for that is the chick from Pacific Rim, which we were talking about earlier before mm. the podcast. And um, Rinko Kyuchi. She, yeah, she Kyuchi? looks. She, I don't know. Sure, Kikuchi. Yes, Rinko. Well, if you just go watch a film called The Brothers Bloom and find oh, the so actress uh, I love, listed as Bang Bang, that's I love her. her I love that movie that. so much, and yeah. she's amazing in that, and she's really good in Pacific Rim. Mm. So the uh, the other half of the Gypsy Danger Posse, you know, she was um, actually nominated for wasn't it her in Babel? Yeah, yeah. So, so she's no stranger to these Oscars. Yeah. So I think if anyone should be Ghost in the Machine, it should be her. Okay. Because she, like, if you look at the picture mm-hmm. of the chick from the anime, and then you look at the picture of her, mm-hmm. it's like, what? Huh. 
what? And she's actually Japanese, so yeah. I'm sorry. Continue. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, that ghost in the in the machine, ghost in the shell, ghost in the machine, ghost in the shell. You're right. It 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 might not even get picked up because they had been long rumors about a um, oh crap, what's the name of that? There's a there's some there's an anime. What's the name of it? Like I think Brad Pitt was rumored to be involved with it. Uh, I'm kicking myself for not remember the name of this damn thing. It's the one with the the poster is like a motorcycle, a red motorcycle, mm-hmm. and the person walking up to it. That one, Akira. Akira. How could you not remember? Akira? I was like As- Asuka. Have you seen it? Yeah. Okay, I was about to say. Yeah, it's. I had to like track we, it down though. It's not we, on Netflix. We were about to have words. It was on it, Netflix. I own it on Blu-ray. Oh, okay. I didn't even know. Yeah. Okay. Come on. Uh, and the last on DVD and Blu-ray, we have The Zero Theorem. Which we reviewed, right? We also reviewed. Did we yeah. review all three of these? Yeah. I think we did. We did. Lucy was a review, Zero Theorem. Mm-hmm. Zero Theorem was good. It's crazy. Yeah. Super interesting. Very thought-provoking. Mm-hmm. Very stylish mm-hmm. movie that makes you think. Not something you want to sit down and have on in the background. Certain parts. But I'm just saying, like, it's a movie you kind of want to pay attention to because there's a lot of that's true. symbology and stuff going on in it that's yes. really interesting. Yes. Uh, all right. Moving on to DVD only. So, uh, describe for me, Jordan, what is the film Frankie and Blunderland about? Well, stop me if you heard this one before. <laughs> it's from the creator of the cult hit Die You Zombie Bastards. Frank uh, Bellini's life is a mess and it's only going to get worse. After a series of events send his life out of control, Frank is forced to embark on a surreal journey through an alternate reality Los Angeles to find his kidnapped wife. Human spiders, robots, Mormons, aliens, and fairies collide in this epic and bizarre living acid trip. Yeah, that sounds familiar. Yeah. Think, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that was basically my last week in Texas. Okay. Uh, and then you also, I don't think you're going to want to miss this uh, interesting remake of Home Alone yep. called Gnome Alone. When a timid college student, Zoe, witnesses a hit and run, the dying victim gives her a strange amulet. Suddenly, all those offended Zoe in life begin dying horrible deaths at the hands of a malicious gnome, played by Vern Troyer. (laughs) When Zoe discovers the horrible history behind the amulet, will she be able to harness its magical power before the gnome begins killing all those close to her? Vern Troyer. Have I told you he's smaller in real life than you think? Uh Uh-huh. That's... That's, he's tiny. That's what blew me away yep. when I saw him at a at a Comic Con thing, and well, I was just like, "He is smaller than I thought." Like, yeah. th- as far as um, dwarf people with dwarfism go, he's he's very small, uh, and I guess it makes sense for him to be a gnome. Then, um, tell me about that last DVD only title there, <sighs> Wrestling with Satan. With right? Satan. That's like a it's like a teaching tape. Yep. Satan teaches you how to wrestle. Exactly. And it's got it's got the same kind of tattoo that uh Proctor from a show called Banshee has on his back. So I got excited when oh. I walked by you when you were when you were typing this up. Uh-huh. But then I saw Wrestling with Satan and I was sad. Yeah. Because Banshee's amazing. But let's get into okay. Wrestling with Satan. Yes. The Christian Wrestling Federation travels the United States with a ministry of hope, faith and professional wrestling action. From humble beginnings deep in the heart of Texas, follow this band of evangelical warriors as they pack up their ring and preach the message of Jesus Christ to thousands, nope, just kidding, hundreds <laughs> of wrestling fans in small towns across the nation, saving souls with both head-smashing and Bible-thumping. We should get uh, Matt and Brendo's wrestling show to cover this. Right. 
They should. I'll pitch this to them. And they should start coming just wrestling-related films. <laughs> hold on, hold on. I wasn't done. Oh, this I'm sorry. is their incredible story of determination, helping others grapple with Satan. Oh, they brought it back around there. Yeah. So oh boy. good fun for the whole family. I'm gonna offer that with no comment. Okay, so the first on <laughs> our need, no, you need to give it to Brandon. Yeah, it needs yeah. to be on that show. Yeah, because I will. Uh, yeah. Uh, all right, the first of our Blu-ray onlys. I'm gonna have a uh, Jordan try and guess what this is about. Uh, the title, which strangely is it's similar to yeah. to the last movie we just had on. The title. Uh, stick with me here. It's a long one. Okay. Love is the devil. Love is the devil. Study. For a portrait of Francis Bacon. Bacon. Do you want a year? That just makes me hungry. Give me a year. 1998. 1998. Thank God for the year, because I was going for earlier. Okay. All right. I thought it was like super recent, but but it's actually 98. Okay, so So it's about... If that'll help you, because the people in it are like famous now. Study for a portrait of Francis Bacon. This is a documentary about... Kevin Bacon's sister. Do you not know who Francis Bacon is? No, I don't. I uh, probably should. He's an English painter. Oh, okay. Uh, and this film stars uh, Daniel Craig. What? And Tilda Swinton. What? And uh, if you know this name, Derek Jacoby. He's yeah. also a, he's an older actor, but I, mm-hmm. I think he's just as famous. Uh, yeah, this is a... And the, po- the, the cover of it is very much selling that Daniel Craig is in this. So oh, I, I but think his face is just up on there i i think they're just trying to capitalize on the bondness going Mm on uh but but it's bond it's just literally about a guy who's who's being painted by francis bacon Uh, and uh uh, there might be some young gayness going on you know you know that was well back then i was way off they would they would hide it maybe if i just paint their people maybe if i knew more about painters i you I, think I should too? Christine's mm-hmm. an artist. I thought Bacon was. Isn't Bacon a not? Isn't not Francis Bacon, but another Bacon? Isn't he a uh, like a philosopher? I thought there was a Bacon philosopher, or maybe the painter just dabbled in philosophy. This is things I didn't learn in school. Francis Bacon quotes. Anyway, yeah, Daniel Craig, Tilda Swinton, famous people with new on Blu-ray. The last name. Bacon. This is uh, Googling on the show. Hey, if we can't fact check in the modern world, what are we doing here? I'm not sure. Yep, there's too many bacon names, so I'm done. Okay. So just know that bacon's good to eat, good to listen to. It's freaking delicious, and according to some scientists, it's good for you. Yeah. Uh, our second new on Blu-ray title is War and Peace. And this is a version with Audrey Hepburn, mm-hmm. and uh, is it Henry Fonda, or is it Peter? No, it's Henry. It's Henry. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this is crazy that this is not this is new on Blu-ray. Yeah, she's a looker. Yeah, and it's based on the read the description because I love their short synopsis. Pierre loves Natasha, and Napoleon attacks Russia in this epic, based. On the Toy Story novel. Those two things are very equal, right? So equal, we no. We always read and in our history books about Pierre and Natasha, right. and then also right next to it, oh, I mean, Napoleon. if you notice, that's how the sentence starts. Yeah. It's not about Napoleon attacking Russia. He just, that is just the backdrop. And also, if lovely... you stopped at the word Napoleon, I could have sworn the next word you would say is loves. Like, yep. he was, it was going to be loves Napoleon loves... Attacking Russia. Natasha. Like, <laughs> everyone loves Natasha. Yep. There's a love triangle between, between Napoleon. Napoleon, Russia, and <laughs> Natasha. <laughs> You know, you know those Natashas. They gotta love their Russia. 
I'm not going to argue with that. Yeah. <laughs> and we have we have no new TVDs. We're we cured. Do, we do, but not we're talking about. It's not we're talking about. And uh, well, yeah, if anyone thinks this, this is a comprehensive list of what's coming out uh, on Blu-ray, what are you DVD talking about? TVD. I watched you. You were scouring the internet. You were in the dark net. Yeah. Just searching hacker forums for new movies. My local hacker coming out. Yeah. Yep. Huh? You were black hatting through the internet. Uh, speaking of which, uh, right after this, we're going to review Black Hat. The moment you connect, you lose control. I can target anyone, anything, anywhere. They're moving the money. No fingerprints, no trace. No mercy. about this guy. Cyber criminal. Blue reactor at Taiwan. And that's just what we know about? To catch this guy, we're going to need a black hat hacker named Hathaway. He's a genius coder serving 15 years. If you want my assistance, I want you to commute my sentence. You have any idea how much progress you're going to make on a strike this complex without someone like me? Zero. This isn't a negotiation. Well, I just made one. This is the code section right here. It looks incomplete. He's still writing, but what for? The guy we're working will take out a city and not think twice about it. Donovan, now 11 on me. Stay down! China, now Chicago. This is only the beginning. Is he political? Any terrorist declaration? No claim, no statement. The way he won. This isn't about money. This isn't about politics. To you, this is all just a game. A virtual world. You are never in the game. Whatever's next is right in there. Can you crack it? Isn't that why you brought me here? You get discovered, you're dead meat. Do you know what your guy did? You hacked the NSA and defense. Bring him in. You have to run. I'm gonna stop him. With a guy this dangerous, it's all about if I can get close enough, fast enough. You're no longer in control. The real hit is still to come. All right, let's review Black Hat. <laughs> and uh, we're back. Uh, so Black Hat, it's a film uh, directed by Michael Mann, mm-hmm. starring Chris Hemsworth. Oh. Uh, and that's about it. <laughs> and some other done. some other people. Uh, is Viola Davis? Am I getting that right? I think so. Um, I if, you know you can't blame me because she's barely in the film. Right. It's uh, it's mostly about good old Chrissy Hems. Mm-hmm. Which I'll tell you before we even get into the review. Let me tell you about the theater experience that I had. Please. Uh, oh, this is the best part. I came in. You know. Uh, like trailers are running, so mm-hmm. and it looks pretty empty. There's probably about five people in this theater. You're right about Viola Davis. By the Thank way. you. And five people in this theater. It is a Friday afternoon. Ooh. Uh, yeah. So I'm like, mm, boy, this prime, doesn't look good. Prime time. Uh, this looks like it's gonna be popular. So I sit like kind of towards the back, to the side, you know, whatever. Uh, and I'm trying to do that thing where you're not like in front of or behind anyone, like, right? Of course, because there's so few people. Let's be conscientious. Let's not bunch up, right? 
And uh, <laughs> even though studies have shown that people do anyway, I, they do, and it's annoying. Yeah. Okay. So there was an older man uh, a couple of rows in front of me and to the left, and these two people come in and they sit down like right behind him. They might even be like one row be like there might be a row between the two of them, but like they're right behind him. And then I hear like an opening of a can, Ooh. and this old man stands up and moves down a couple rows. And I just wanted to applaud that mm. moment, like that. Because I did that in a theater once where mm-hmm. I was in a theater with like one other person and this this like family comes in and sits right in front of me. I was like, what is happening right now? Yeah. <laughs> Bull crap. This is insane. But then um, like right before the movie started, a, a group of girls came in and sat like behind me. And their main priority, I think, was to see Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. You got to see Thor. Just giggle. They were yeah. just giggling the whole movie all right first of all this uh, ver- is not a at giggle. various points they were like someone would die they'd giggle chris hemsworth would kiss the lady they'd giggle like it just i who knows what? what set off their giggling they were just giggling at everything i have to argue with the whole premise that there's even giggling to be had in this movie oh i i was super confused in fact when when the movie's about to start it says this is a giggle giggle free theater <laughs> <laughs> we're about to play black hat that's what michael mann puts that in front of all his films yeah he says, giggle free. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like when you said Vi- Vi- Viola Davis was... I can't fucking... Wow. Viva Dylos. <laughs> that actress, that wonderful actress, when you said she was barely in the movie, I was like, yeah, it's a Michael Mann film. People die. <laughs> uh, yeah, we are going to get into spoilers, in case anyone didn't catch that right there. <laughs> I thought that was just... It does respect. Right. Well, like like when Michael Mann puts up the Google Free before his movie, we have the spoilers containing yeah. in front of these podcasts. Uh, let's actually talk about the plot for a second and then get oh, into what please bothered do. us about the this freaking uh, stellar plot. I had a I, uh, fellow Benview Network podcaster, Derek Armijo of mm-hmm. Popsicles and Picture Start, uh, wrote a review on Facebook. And I, I read it. I don't know his reader's reviews because sometimes I want to go in a little bit blind. But I, I felt with Black Hat. the same way I'd go into a movie. Uh, I, tr- yeah. I trusted him. I trusted him to be cool about it. And uh, his, his Black Hat review I <laughs> was more, much more critical than mine is going to be. But, okay. but also because his biggest problem was with the plot. With the fact that at the end, when you get to the revelation that it's all about tin. And about money. But but also like tin. He was like, if this is a real thing that people can get arrested for, like, can, let's look at our lives, people. Yeah. The, the, this was all about tin mines. Like when you get down to the nitty gritty of it. That bothered him a lot. Eh, it, it bothered me it, a little, but we're going to get into what really well, see, bothers us here. <laughs> but I mean, that's not the reason that they stopped him, though. They stopped him because in order to make those tin mines mm-hmm. valuable... Oh, he had to kill a lot of people, yeah. He had to kill entire villages worth of... The, mm-hmm. and he had to fill entire valleys full of water, which would kill hundreds, if not thousands of Isn't people. Isn't it surprising, though, that the trailers don't mention tin at all? They should no. just be all about tin. Yep. Did you uh, like Wizard of Oz? <laughs> you may <laughs> like Black Hat, because there's a whole lot of tin in it. Um, but yeah, the movie says that it's about hacking... And it's about, uh, you know, hackers who are doing bad things. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I don't believe it anymore. And hackers who train judo and work out in the gym. Yeah, sexy, hot hackers that are uh, ripped. Who are fallen Norse gods. And know how to shoot guns well. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Because that's what you do in 13 years of prison. You learn how to shoot guns. And when you went to MIT before. Yeah. 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 Exactly. MIT's gun range is just nuts. They're just like, ooh, FBI well, recruits there for you know, a reason. When you're done with math, 
You, you gotta let off some steam. Gotta let off some steam. Yeah. <laughs> First, you count up how many rounds, how many bullets, how many, right. what you the do velocity the equations. is. Yeah, yep. you do all the math and then you get in place and then uh-huh. you fire that gun. Well, that's why they're such good marksmen. Yep. They've already done all the math. Yeah. Yep. Uh, that reminds me of like the one scene that I kind of liked where that, that, uh, the air marshal? What was he? The air he was, marshal. He, he was a U.S. marshal. But he finally starts taking down the bad guys. Oh, that's just like, that's was a great so scene. So good. Even though it's like annoying because uh-huh. that that scene is the point where the movie goes, ah, who the fuck cares? And just yep. kills half, more than half the cast. More than half the cast. Is yeah, dead in about five point. minutes, more than half the cast is dead. Yep. I went from th- because up to that point, it's one kind of movie. Yeah. And then after that, it's it's a totally different kind totally of movie. Totally different movie. Yeah. yeah. I think after that is the movie that Michael Mann wanted to make. Yeah, the whole time. But he was like forced he was to like he was forced God, to make that first movie. We got to talk about numbers and computers. He's like, how do I make this exciting? Oh, uh, lights. Let's do lights. The, the I'm moving. Sorry. I actually really enjoyed that because for once there's like realistic depictions of computers and the way information is used yeah. and like hacking. Yeah. Like that's one of my points here is thank God someone showed actual code and not some visual stupid scripting language that someone made up and said, let's make hacking look cool. No, these are people looking at code. And then when it's, when it, when he wanted to do something fancy, he's just showing computer signals going through a computer. Yeah. And it made it look flashy. I actually enjoy it. I thought that was cool. I liked it the first time, but what bothered me is the second time it looks so much like the first time. Yeah. And I thought, well, let's switch up these scenes a little bit. They won't know the difference. I, I, yeah, I think, they could have skipped the second time uh-huh. or done something a little bit more varied on the second time. Yeah, because not all computers look the same on the inside. Yeah, it just it felt way too similar. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I appreciated that the first, like, but I, I almost wish they would keep showing those scenes mm-hmm. or make them more different or because right. that was really visually interesting. Mm-hmm. But it just, they did it once at the beginning of the movie. So by the end of the film, when everyone's shooting each other, it's yeah. kind of like, what was this? Was this movie about hacking? Yeah. No, it was about shooting. Yep. But thank God they showed people actually writing code yeah. and looking at code mm-hmm. and not just being like, oh, I'm going to move these fancy boxes. Like the the worst defender of that, in my opinion, love the movie, but Jurassic Park uh, with its stupid like visual internet. And you can even thing. tell um, there's there's the part on Jurassic Park where they're like, here's a live feed and you mm-hmm. can see like it's it's a video yep. like it's right there on the screen it's like windows movie player and yep. it has like a little loading bar that uh-huh. shows you how long the video is we're right at playing the a video and pretending it's not a video we're right pretending now. this is a live feed guys yep so bad <laughs> like that's that was i feel like that's easily fixed mm-hmm. and they just didn't care but but it took it took an action film director to make hacking look like actual hacking yeah so that was nice yeah um but we, I, I think you brought up your first point already do you want to yeah. get into that I mean, just... W- Everyone w- dies? Well, here's the thing. When when the the first... Uh, well, as the movie starts, like, you start meeting a lot of people, and yep. then slowly they start, they start dying. Yep. So, so I was kind of so, thinking, like, everyone that, they, that this group meets uh-huh. is going to die. And I was yep. like, that's kind of dumb. Mm-hmm. And then there's a point where all that group dies, except yep. for I, our leads. I feel, I feel like the movie starts off by making death a serious... Thing that should be seen with reverence and like because you see the aftermath of the uh, nuclear of a, yeah, silo nuclear and, and you're seeing all of these people that are horribly burned and radi- radiation sickness and yeah. all these horrible things and you're just like oh wow you know it impacts you because that's happened in other countries I don't think it's happened here in America mm-hmm. unless I'm I don't know I don't know nuclear history no, all we haven't much. had a we haven't had a meltdown since the you know the Springfield incident yeah yeah of course yeah, not, we we don't talk about that town anymore. It's mm-hmm. just, uh, I mean, there's like rumors that the people that live there are just they have like yellow skin uh-huh. and a three eyed fish. Well, it's better than that than the people who, 
all joking aside, in real life, actually lit a coal mine on fire underneath their town. Yeah. The, the, that town that Silent Hill's based on. And it's yeah. going to burn for another 300 years. Yep. Because there's so much coal down there. So good, good on them. But, um, but yeah, seeing that stuff up close was really impactful. <clears throat> like, death was, at the beginning of the movie, something like, wow, this is crazy. You know, it was, it was, not, it was not shy about showing you how gritty the effects of what this hacker had done was. Mm-hmm. And um, by, by, the, by the next couple deaths, you're like, they felt impactful because they were, they were sparse. It was only a couple people, and mm-hmm. it would happen sparingly. Yeah. And then there's a certain key moment in the film. It was uh, it was when they were raiding the dude when when they were they were found the convergence of all the different players that were working with this hacker. Yeah, the, and they were the squad. They the, were setting up the, a sting yeah. with this squad. Uh-huh. And up kinda, to that point, I kind of like that. Yeah. Seems fantastic. Yeah. But up to that point, not many people had died since the accident. Yeah. And then a whole bunch of people die. Some people, in that well, scene. the people who died leading between the accident and that scene were like they got caught. Yep. Or like it was like off screen deaths mm-hmm. or or just like very simple, like they made a mistake and they got caught or something like that. Yeah. Up, up to that point, it didn't feel like an action movie. No. And then this full thing happens movie. and it's full on action movie. Um, do, can we talk about what is that dude's connection to the hacker? Like the the guy who was who was sitting at the table all those days, and then he had the death squad with him. Uh, what was his deal? Like, didn't they describe what he is? But it had nothing to do with hacking. Like, how did he get involved with the hacker? He's guy? the bagman. Okay. He's 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 the hacker's dude that he sends when he needs people to die. Like the hacker actually brings it up later in the movie. Uh-huh. Uh, spoilers in the final scene uh, at the parade. Yeah, yeah. He says, I send people to do my dirty work. Okay, so that's just he, that's his connection. And, and, and Thor says, I do my own dirty work. Sure. The, okay, so he's just the bagman. He's, he's just bagman. He's like a hired killer. Yep. He's, he's just he's, a guy. He's a squad. He's, he's a, a guy squad who people. has guys, and mm-hmm. so this, this guy hired him. Yeah, he's like a Syrian or Serbian mercenary or like special forces okay, dude okay. That, that was Because hired by most the of the film, actually, you're like mad at him. Yeah, he's the bad guy that you hate. Like yep. you, you don't see the hackers. The, you never the see. Black you don't see his face, face until way after that. Yeah, for a long time, and he, he kind of. I'm just gonna say he kind of has no personality. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's just the, an angry dude. The the bag man has way more personality, yep. and just I feel like was a better villain, but yep. just it, it, he if, wasn't the big bad. Like if, he was. It feels like the, what like they did guy. in the video game Far Cry Three. Where on all of Far the three spoilers. on all the advertising, there's this guy named Voss, mm-hmm. right? And he's in all the promotional material for it. And he's this really interesting, crazy character. And then halfway through the game, spoilers, he dies. Oh, and his boss is the ultimate bad guy. Oh, and he's super boring, and oh. just one note. And they kill the interesting character off early in the game. And you're so like, that's that's Black Hat. That's what exactly yeah, what yeah, it feels yeah. like. Because this guy, yeah, this guy could definitely. The, Everything about this guy is just menacing. It was really mm-hmm. good. Because I also felt like just ultimately misled by not just the advertisements, but when the movie gets started, it kind of feels like uh, it's it's leading up to this black hat guy is is doing this for his own motives or perhaps yeah. uh, just in a in a kind of a flagrant I can do this kind of way <laughs> or just it felt like he had something else pushing him or or like just thematically it felt like something else should have been pushing him uh-huh. but in the end we find it's all for money it's all about money and and it's and it's Which not is, even isn't like that like a theme in michael mann's films though like in the end it's all about greed and well, that's why people do bad things i particularly enjoy heat oh i love the it. film heat oh my god uh and i feel like this film is he keeps trying to make heat 
Oh, that's what he's been trying to do ever since Heat. And it's, and it's you know, sometimes it works mm-hmm. a little. There's some scenes in this film that I thought were very Heat-esque and, and were good. Like the, the showdown after the, after the squad blows up. Yep. Um, where the two the two groups the good guys and the bad guys are just firing at each other at a distance. Yep. The bad guys are shooting through shipping containers, yeah, they, they have, which is something that you never see in an action film, and it's it's kind of refreshing in a weird way because and it's scary. Yeah, because people hide behind the shipping containers and they're like, "Oh, we're good," and the bullets just bounce off. Just bounce off. But in this one, it's like, no, no, no. These are bullets that will go through. Yeah, the shipping they have container. submachine guns and rifles that obviously have armor piercing rounds. Like, yeah, these are people who are prepared to shoot people with vests on like mm-hmm. they're they're out to kill people and they're just demolishing these shipping containers yeah and, and the first death in that scene is a guy who's hiding behind a shipping container and he gets just shot. to show you that you're not safe if you're yep. just hiding here. and it goes through the shipping container uh two two panels of the shipping container and his bulletproof vest yes and it just all the way through his bulletproof yep. vest yeah all the way out of them and so that's uh you know that's just um it's scary to know that like <clears throat> in most movies you're right like Someone's behind cover and they're safe. Yeah. You know what I mean? They could be behind a wood table and be getting shot at. And they're like, yeah. I'm fine. Yeah. And it's just, that's not really how it would and work. And this, this shows how, like, people, bad people, if they have the right arsenal, mm-hmm. nothing can protect you. Yeah. And I just, you know, you think back to that iconic scene in Heat, the, the bank robbery afterwards, yeah. where everyone's shooting and it's like that. There was a, isn't that where a character dies in that one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's like, that was like a, a classic, like, holy shit, I didn't think... You know, we could have a character death here, but yeah. in he in Black Hat, it, you know, character dies every twenty minutes after this point. Yeah, at, at that point, like I think like ten people had already died. Yeah, so it's just like uh, he keeps trying to do heat stuff, and I think even you, you have the Black Hat hacker, and you have um, God, what was his name? It was Thor. super boring. You have Thor. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna say Thor. You have Thor, and um, he Thor like he he early on in the film he's having a conversation with the the lady that he falls in love with. And he's like, I don't rob from people. I, I don't hack people. I hack corporations. I hack banks. The banks took the hit. The people were fine. Mm-hmm. You know, I hurt banks. Yeah. And that's like, he stands for something in a way that you could argue is good in a yep. sense. Like, he's the hacker who doesn't want to hurt you. He wants to hurt a corporation. So yep. that's one thing that you're like, yeah, we can get behind this guy. But then the black hat guy, he, he does everything for money. He doesn't care who it hurts, who it kills. The collateral damage from. is not a problem to him. Yeah. It's all just numbers and figures to him. And he, and he just, that's all he cares about. And so that's like you have these two people who are, you know, didactic figures. They're on either ends of the spectrum. And so when they face off, it's like this should be awesome, but it's not. Mm-hmm. In in Black Hat, it's just ultimately disappointing. Yeah. And, and, and strangely, like, I'm sorry, but Nick Hathaway. Yeah, there you go. Uh, hacker everyman slash bodybuilder. Yep. Um, slash crazy good with guns and martial arts yep. at one point in the movie. It just, it just comes out of nowhere because... It, it does it does a pretty cliche thing by just being like oh these are the only two left and they're just out for revenge yeah 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 like that's, the end of the that's movie horrible that, it's I not even so it's much. not even about like saving i mean yeah they happen to also be stopping this guy from doing some horrible stuff Yeah, but they're mostly out to kill him because he killed everyone they know yeah and even at the end of it, like, you don't even get any kind of closure on, like, did, did the government forgive him? Like, did the government even realize that he no. did them a favor he's, he's in a on, way? He's on the run forever. No, he's just, yeah, he's just always out there. Just always whatever. Yeah, that's, that, was, that was, like, at one point they show him on camera, and that's kind of the point. Like, this guy's always going to be, mm-hmm. you know, people are always going to be looking for him. Um, and, and another thing, it, this is just uh, Andrew's list of things that bother him. The, <laughs> the film opens with the... the um, I'm so sorry. I don't remember either his real name or his character name. The the Asian guy. Yeah. And Captain the film opens with Chen. 
Yeah. I think. Uh, the captain. So it opens with him, and we're following him, and he's the one in charge of stuff. And I think this movie would have been much better served if we never met the Hathaway character, if yep. this guy did everything. Yep. I, I, I can see the only reason that we are introduced to the Hathaway character is that he's white <laughs> and that he's played by a well-known actor. The Y. Chen Dewey. He's uh, Captain Chen Dewey. I think he was fantastic in this. He film. was really good. I I liked everything that he did. Mm-hmm. All of his like motives, all of his character stuff. Like he was really interesting. Yep. And uh, I wish his sister was more than just a love interest too. Yeah, that's because just, because she started off as interesting because she's this woman she's in smart. the bar. Yeah, very very smart yeah. in the bar. Like not because she needs to be there, but just because like. That's what she's doing. Well, and uh, she she works for like uh, like rich corporations or something. Yeah. So she has and to mingle se- with those people. Yeah, and that's sets why... up their sets up all their security and their networking. Yeah, and... she's she's there because she's smart. She's not yep. there attached to any kind of. The only attachment to a man is her brother. Yep. And that's you know what that makes sense that a brother and sister are both computer smart. Yeah, and they need and the only reason he brings her on is because he trusts he, her. He, and can he trust needs her. someone. Mm-hmm. And and then as soon as Thor shows up, yeah, she gets all doe eyed. And then, like, mm-hmm. she does two things the rest of the movie that involve computers. Yeah. And then buys him medical supplies later. Like, even part of their, um, their plan at the end for, for their, their ultimate hacking thing. She does nothing. Thing, she, all she is is the body. Yep. She's, she's the face. You know, yep. the face man in the A-team a that yep. never existed in this film. Yep. That makes me sad. <laughs> uh, uh, it's just, uh, it's really something. What? Mm, let's talk about... Um, I'm never going to say this ever again. Let's talk about 9-11. Okay. Because they keep bringing that up. <laughs> it's brought up twice in the film. Yeah. And uh, it's used as a point of, of like a character reference in a way. Yep. Um, the Viola Davis character... Um, Brings it up almost as a justification for her actions. Yeah. And then it's brought up again kind of as a question for her actions. Like, yeah. Like kind of to give insight to her character. She, she lost her husband in yeah. 9-11. Yep. And because of that, the U.S. Uh, marshal actually decides to side with her instead of following, you know, actual, like, justice and laws. Following orders, yeah. Yeah, and... Uh, which which in, in the whole scheme of the movie, mm-hmm. like, we talked about a long time ago in a podcast where we, we spoke of the whole... Um, a long time ago in a podcast, far, far away? Far, far away yeah. from here. Uh, at, this what we very, at this very same table. Um, the... The whole 70s to 80s to 90s, um, like, villainization of the American government and government in general. Mm -hmm. Um, And Christine read a really interesting book. I still have to get that title because I want you to read it. It's an amazing book. And it just talks about, like, from Rambo on, just Mm. the, 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 the regular guy going against the government and saving the day and showing that you can't rely on the government to do good things, that you have to take action into your own hands. And Michael Mann is pulling from that exact book. Just like just saying, no, look, if we do it the government's way, yes, we'll be, you know, doing the laws. And, 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 and it's, all, it's all a weird thing to begin with because it's just the only reason they didn't give them access to the program they needed is because they wanted China to not have access to it. And yeah, it was, it was politics. It was, and it was also politics. I think they didn't, they didn't trust Hathaway with being near the program. Yep. Uh, but when it comes down to it, like, there's this idea that the movie's pushing forth is, you know, do, are you going to do what needs to be done in order to help people even if you have to break the laws of the land? 
Yeah, that happens in a lot of films now. Yeah, and then the uh, government's always the one like, no, you can't do that, even mm. though people are going to get hurt because of that decision. Yeah, I always think it's interesting when a film does that and kind of goes the other way with it. Yep. I can't think of an example right now in my head, but I know it's become such a trope that going the other way is now interesting, yep. and people know to do that in writing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he's totally, and I love that that starts at Rambo, because that is like a... That's a real start to it because Rambo is kind of, in a sense, betrayed by his government. Like yep. the the training that he was given, uh, like ruins him. So that's really that's an interesting way to start it. Yeah, and this is this is I mean that that's thirty years ago at this point. Yeah, more, and it's it's still being touched on in scripts that are mm-hmm. coming out in movies all the time about how the little guys got to ignore the government and break laws in mm-hmm. order to do good. And how the government's a big bad person holding you back. Yeah, but when this movie gets to the end of it, it's just a revenge story. Yeah, it just... totally, it totally drops that away, and it's all about we got to do what we got to do. Yeah, because we're angry. Yep. Uh, all right. So I want to, I want to try and suss out something else. I want to try and figure out. Hit me. Um, if I've got this straight. So there's, so in the for the hacking, like going from the top down you have the black hat guy who's mm-hmm. doing all the work you have the bag man who's doing the killing and stuff yep. what's up with the three guys that the money went to so in Did, order are they the ones who wanted him to do this or no no were no, they no. F- they were him no it's not even backing it's just in order to make it not be suspicious mm-hmm. he's got to separate the money into people who are not connected in any way shape or form because oh. that's how a lot of um like mob and mafia stuff is done, it, they follow the money, you know, and like Rico cases are all about if you can if you can connect a bunch of people with some crime, you can charge them all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so if he finds three people that are unconnected in every way, mm-hmm. then no one will suspect that they're working together. And in which case they weren't working together, he was using them to shuffle the money. And they're probably, think, he was probably going to pay them off at the end of it. Oh, okay. Like, you think they like, were like actually involved or you think they had no idea? I think they were just like, hey, if you, if you just let me use your name to do these things, I'm going to give you and your family. Because each of them were in situations that were pretty bad. Like one of them had a sick mother. Yeah, one of them was really poor. Poor like, and destitute. Right? Uh-huh. So if, if it's like, hey, yeah, you can use my bank account and my name to get $23 million. If you leave me a couple million at the end of it, then yeah, sure. Because I don't know what you're using that for. Maybe mm-hmm. you're just a rich dude who needs to move some money around. Mm-hmm. You know? And it, I don't think... I think the bag man only really knew what was going on because of how close he was to the hacker. Okay. Uh, what, and then do you think, okay, I mean, the, I know the answer, my answer to this, but do you think it was really stupid that to test out breaking that cooling thing or whatever, he blew up a, a, a nuclear, a, you know, a nuclear silo? It's, I feel like that was very dumb. It was pretty dumb, but if... Like, I'm pretty sure he could have found that same little part in a smaller place where no one would know at all what was happening. Well, I mean, it was... Because that's it was the a only very, reason why we got a hacker involved was because that It was a very specific... Piece of machinery that's only used in really high end equipment. So if okay. if the easiest one that he could get access to was a nuclear reactor, then okay. Because if you think about it, it shows what he's actually planning on attacking later. Uh-huh. Super remote. Oh yeah. You know what I mean. Uh-huh. And if he fails, then it's over with because yeah. they would just lock it down at that point. Mm-hmm. So maybe and and if you think about it, that movement in China gave him what he needed to in order to move what he did in Wall Street. 
Okay. Because because he needed to test out his programming, then he needed to get the money to back his next play in in getting the tin. Because mm-hmm. it was all about you know I need to test out my code to make sure it works for the job. Because mm-hmm. that's what that's what people that's what thieves do in like in well, yeah, heists. Of course, no, they, I understand. You know, they always steal a car ahead of time. They always make sure that they can. They always mm-hmm. you know suss out the the but all I, the camera I, system. I, and I everything. feel like there might have been a it's such a high hit. profile target yeah. that it's just strange that he would do. And that. then if he was able to manipulate Wall Street. The first time with the soy, mm-hmm. why did he need to actually destroy the tin mines to do the tin thing? Because because the soy was just a hack in order to um, to artificially raise the price. Uh-huh. The tin he was actually going to raise the price because he was going to flood yeah. all of the mining operations. But why? Why? And then there was going to be a huge because because if it you think about money? it, well, see. My dad recently has been talking about how he should have invested in a certain company when his friend told him to uh-huh. a couple of years back, uh-huh. and. He's been telling me he did the math. Like, if he had invested a certain amount of money, mm-hmm. it would have grown exponentially and he'd be filthy rich. Yeah. And if you can, like, if you think about it, if he's investing $73 million into a commodity that's going to worldwide become scarce, yeah. then he's going to have more money than anyone. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it's going to exponentially grow. So he just needed to find the starting capital to buy the tin in the first place. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. So... You know what I mean? That okay. artificial scarcity versus real scarcity, more money involved. Yeah. Uh, but I think overall, it's just like, it's a, it's a lot of like blowing around just to like do a dumb ending. Yeah. No joke. The whole like, no, I didn't think, I didn't even think about it until you brought it up, but it's such a high value, such a huge target that's going to be talked about all over the world. It, it's weird behavior because Hathaway even talks about like, no, I'd be lying low. I'd be doing everything quiet. I don't want to be seen. Yep. And everything this hacker was doing was was just the opposite of what happened. Getting getting yeah. tons of attention. Uh-huh. And if he hadn't like the string of events, if he had just tried it out on some stupid pump somewhere mm-hmm. and then did the Wall Street thing, like Hathaway wouldn't be there, Chen wouldn't be there. Yep. All the people that end up being his downfall mm-hmm. through roundabout ways happened because he attacked that that nuclear silo in yep. the first place. And it was unnecessary. And then even looking at the end of the film, Hathaway has the money at the end. Yeah. How does he think that he won't get caught with the money? How but does see, he think he they won't to, figure he, out that he like he has a secret account somewhere? Because he put it... Well, I mean, they got fake identities in China. Sure. Right? And he took all of the $73 million, which no... See, when it comes down to it, for the rest of the world, nothing bad is going to happen. Everyone's going to yeah. think this hacker just disappeared with the $73 million. Mm-hmm. And in, in a way, a hacker like, did it, disappear it, with It wasn't even money. real money, if we can think about it that yeah. way. In a weird way, it wasn't even real money because it was false inflation yep. on the market. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's just... And then, it was, and then it was filtered through a casino just, yeah. and then put in the cash and then deposited it again somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So, like, according to the rest of the world, you know, Hathaway's disappeared. Yeah. The hacker, even though it looked like he was going to do something else, never surfaces again. Yeah. Well, eventually they'll find. Maybe they might connect that dead body to the hacking. I don't know, man. There's a lot of there's a lot of murders and stuff that have nothing to do with nothing. And at the point where they were, and all the people involved in the investigation at that point who were, were that close to it were dead. Everybody, the, the team back home had only half a clue what was going on on because, the ground there because they started to act, you know, autonomously from yeah. from the government. Mm-hmm. So they definitely weren't reporting back information. God, this movie's a mess. <laughs> I don't know. I we brought up the scene um, in the street where uh, the marshal and the FBI agent show up, yeah. and 
like like you said, there's some really cool stuff in the movie. Mm. It's not shot poorly. It's weird because I don't remember any of the soundtrack. <laughs> like the credits played and music came up, and I was like, "Wait, was there music in this movie?" Because one of the scenes definitely that during the me, hacking stuff, there was music. There was music during that. Okay, because during the scene where they're in the restaurant. Mm. All I can hear is people walking and plate shuffling, and it's like, wow, this volume is really turned up. He wants to show that they're in a restaurant. Right. It was just so weird. And that usually, was someone doing that sound. Yeah. That was the music. I know. <laughs> you recorded it in the theater, and you just yeah, played it back. Right there. It was just so weird to me, and I just I couldn't for the life of me think of any music in the movie. And I don't yeah. remember, because usually they're like, oh, music composed by... That never flashed on screen. There was nothing I made about it. I thought I saw Atticus Ross. Really? And I feel like I know that name. Yeah, because he's done big. Social Network with Trent right? Reznor and then one other film that I really like um, with Trent Reznor as well. And it's just it's just really weird. Gone Girl. Sure. So, like, I like Attica, Atticus Ross's music. It's just, it's so weird because I didn't remember music in the movie, but... Maybe I was just too busy watching people get shot in slow motion. Um, <laughs> yeah, but pacing problems. Yeah. Movie was slow, then it was fast, then it was slow, then it was fast. It well, wasn't, also, it wasn't the, interspersed the ending, enough. The ending doesn't feel like it belongs to this movie. Yep. After, after that well, big Well, it becomes death a different movie like we talked scene. about. Yeah, it's just, it's it's like wrong. And like it's just, just so like, weird oh, how he becomes mm. like super killer. And he like knows how to defend himself in a weird way. Like... With those magazines and the scarf. Well, the mag the magazines that I've seen before from other people in jail. It's how they protect themselves from getting shanked. What about the scarf? The scarf was to protect its neck. I know, but like, how do you think he thought of that? Like, well, he did because he have... thought of exactly every way that they were going to attack him, except with guns. He right. didn't have a way to block bullets. Yeah, <laughs> like that was the one thing that he. W- well, the magazine hurt. was to help with the bullets, but it didn't help that. It helped but, a little bit. And earlier in the film, they're bit. shredding through freaking packing containers. Like, you really think magazines are going to stop? Maybe they'll have what a these weapons smaller caliber caliber yeah um yeah the scene of the parade was pretty cool though the moving people and it was everything. cool but then like it made sense why he would survive that because of all the chaos once he starts talking to the black hat it's like god ah, this ah, this guy is so dumb and just, boring just kill each other just do shoot yeah do, do shoot shooty things do do shoot death kill yeah bang bang Rinko Kikuchi exactly that all goes back to her <laughs> I like Pacific Rim. Uh, and that's... Black Hat. <laughs> Black Hat. Uh, all right. Uh, I'm going to tell you what's coming out new in theaters. Do it. We have Black Sea. We have The Boy Next Door. We have Cake. Delicious. Mortdecai. And Strange Magic. Yeah. Before we play Guess the Ending... Oh, I'm changing my pick. Let's... <laughs> You're changing it to Strange Magic, aren't you? No. Okay. Before we do guess the ending, uh, let's give out some thanks. Thanks to uh, Silent Partner for their song Sophomore Makeout, which is, in fact, our theme song. Yay. And we got it from the YouTube Audio Library. YouTube Audio Library. I was combining YouTube and audio. Yeah. UDU. It's a It's a berry that is made with lye. Yeah. Which is not good for you. Don't eat it. Don't eat it. Guys. It's really bad. Stop. But you can get music from it. Yes. Well, you can get Udio from it. Udio. It's a bad disease that you get when you eat live. I got to register Udio now before this podcast comes out. Uh, our logo is by Justin Kieslon of Agents of Guard. You can find uh, his writings at agentsofguard.com, or you can hear him 
on the new podcast, Ben View on Spielberg. There That's where uh, Matt Benson and Justin Kizan talk about Spielberg films chronologically. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of them. In fact, um, if you're listening as this comes out, uh, their next episode is not about a film that Spielberg did. What? It's about some of his TV stuff that he did. He, I believe it's an episode of Columbo that he directed Ooh. and an episode of something else that I can't remember the name of that is harder to find. The, the funny thing about Columbo is even if nobody's ever seen it, they already like it because well, it's Columbo. I mean, well, and one more thing. Mm-hmm. You're going to like Columbo. <laughs> There's no doubt about that. Uh, uh, if you like uh, Matt Benson or TV shows, then you should also check out Shut Up, Leonard. Hey, who else is on there? Uh, that's me. Oh, what? Uh, B- Matt Benson and myself talk about Community, uh, the TV show that was once on NBC, is created by Dan Harmon, and will now be coming to Yahoo Screen March 17th. What? Yeah, season six. Uh, it's happening. It's exciting. And our, in fact, our most recent episode of Shut Up Leonard is not about community, but about something a little bit related. Dan Harmon uh, uh, created a cartoon mm-hmm. with Justin Roiland, and that cartoon is called Rick and Morty. Okay. And we talk about the first season and how much we loved it. Uh, you know, you should have done like a whole network thing where everyone in the Ben V Network does podcasts about other things than what it should be actually about. Uh-huh. Like if we reviewed <laughs> a cartoon or something, like that should have been just a whole network. Oh, by the way, this week, they're not doing this. They're doing that. Yeah. Okay. That okay. would have been fun. We, we're trying to think of something for April Fool's Day. Oh, that might cool. be. Uh, I think Ooh. there might be some host switching. Let's Ooh. put it that way. We gotta, there's a lot to work out. There's a lot of logistics there. We're not sure if we can pull it off. Anyway. I, I believe in you. Uh, if Tom was here, he'd tell you about his website, Optograb.org, where he writes about a lot of different TV shows, including uh, Mad Men and Bob's Burgers. Uh, and you can also read his writings on Readwave.com and RantLifestyle.com. And he is a published author of short stories uh, on Amazon and Smashwords. If you go to Optograb.org, I'm sure you can find a link yep. to that directly. He has quite a few. I don't remember all their names right now. Uh, Jordan. Besides I, your birthday. Besides it being my birthday. Birthday. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I work over at Gamersault Weekly. Um, right now, I think they're doing... Um, by the time you read this, there will be a broadcast tomorrow. I'm not really sure what they're doing. I think it was going to be the Evolve beta, but that's no longer available on consoles. It's only on PC. There's a closed beta right now. Uh, but they're going to be doing something from 5 to 7. Uh, Pacific Standard Time, and I'm going to be working, is it this weekend? No. Next weekend? <laughs> the 28th. That's weird. Yeah, the 28th. So on the 28th, uh, I'll be playing Titanfall with my good friend Chris. He lives in Calif- uh, Texas. I live in California. Just, uh-huh, uh-huh. just you, know, you forgot who you were for a second. In case you want to send some birthday presents, just send them to California. Just say uh, to Jordan in yeah, California. In California. They're good to me. Don't You're the only me. Jordan. <laughs> I'm the only one. I made sure uh, there you can be only Lee. no. They can be only one. Oh. So I killed them all. Should they do a mashup of of Highlander and the One? Oh man! And by they, I mean just Hollywood. Like, should just Hollywood collectively decide? Yeah. Well, aren't they supposed to be remaking Highlander soon? I heard some snippets mm, about that. I really did. Mm, I heard some snippets. Interesting. Because I and, always forget that there's three of them. And it'll be really good because I you can get so. Christopher Lambert to play the Sean Connery role. That's, that's, huh. I could maybe get behind that. Right. But he has to do the accent. No, because that was a stupid, <laughs> all right, okay. Let's, let's be real here a second. I freaking love Highlander because I was a child when I saw it and I thought it was the greatest thing ever. Yeah. Uh, but Sean Connery 
is a Scottish guy with a Scottish accent uh-huh. playing an Egyptian dude yep. who is supposed to be from Spain. Yep. So Homeboy's got no accents from anywhere. He doesn't even say, like, his first, he's in freaking Scotland, uh-huh. and he's got a Scot. No. I'm sorry, homie. I, I think there's even a film or two where he's American, and he just talks. He, no. He just talks. All right, first of all, he's Sean Connery, so he doesn't change his damn accent. But get a different actor, then. But Yeah, but no, they even like say, oh, you're American, born in New York. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> oh, of course. No, straight up. Get a different actor. If he's supposed to be Egyptian, get someone who looks like they're from Egypt. <clears throat> it's ridiculous. But then he would never have played Bond. What? Bond no. is British. He's not Scottish. I don't have a problem with him being in... <laughs> You're <laughs> like, Bond that's movie. close enough. <laughs> First of all, the, the concept of Bond is a very liquid thing that changes from iteration to iteration I, I, I have no problem with that but he was the first well i don't need to get into that right we now. don't need to get into that but i'm just saying put someone else in that role. you know what we do need to get into what uh that everyone should go and vote for us on podcastland.com do it right now uh, podcastland.com has a monthly podcast <gasps> it's, of a the new, month. It's, it's a new month i'm gonna i'm gonna i mean it's I'm been a new right month now for like almost hey i weeks. was in texas that's a different place and they don't have computers there. Uh, but yeah, if you just vote for us, it gives us some, you know, a little bit of exposure. Same if you rated or reviewed us on iTunes, uh, or if you reviewed us on Stitcher. Uh, you could do all these things. It says I already voted this month. That's bullcrap. Well, who knows? Maybe you did it in your sleep. <sighs> anyway. do on the internet. Uh, also, you could check out all the other Benview Network podcasts at BenviewNetwork.com or on Twitter at BenviewNetwork. Uh, our most recent uh, podcast uh, joining the network is Friday Night Film Fights. Which I've been going back. So what's really good is for a lot of podcasts when I start listening to them, I go back and sometimes listen to the whole run, which is not mm-hmm. good. And a lot of times the databases that podcaster apps are pulling from mm. aren't complete, so you don't get all of them. And they, they stop at a certain point, <clears throat> and then you've got to look for freaking backups of the podcast. It's, it's a whole mess, right? Yeah. But the cool thing about Friday Night Film Fights mm-hmm. is you just go through and pick what seems interesting to you. Yeah. Because they cover such different kinds of movies every week and you can just be like, you know what? I like that movie or at least one of the pair. Yeah. Let me let me see what they say about that. I'm mm-hmm. interested. And then you just don't listen to the ones that you don't that you're not interested in. The other crazy works. thing is if you like one of those films, you can listen and see if you'd like the other one. Right. And because, they do a And great then you get exposed breakdown. to something that's different yeah. but similar. They've got a great style. They talk about one movie, and then they talk about another one, and then at the end they compare them. So you could yep. almost listen to like the first two-thirds and then be like, wait, that movie sounds interesting. Mm. I'm going to go watch it real quick and then listen to the last third. <laughs> That's good. Uh, so yeah, so go check them out. Uh, and our personal website, nevpodcast.com, or on Twitter, at nevpodcast. Uh, follow us and all that. And my personal Twitter, at podcasterandrew. And I'm at True Valk. All right, so now it's time for Guess the Ending. You'll never guess how it ends. And you're first. I'm first. You, you switched. I switched. So that I'd be first. Well, uh, that wasn't the reason, but yeah. I've got a film called Cake. Because it's delicious. It's directed by Daniel Barnes. Oh. With a Z. I didn't, uh, I might get cake tomorrow. You might get who? Listeners, when you're listening to this podcast, I might be eating cake. Oh, okay. Good. That, that's, that makes me happy. Uh, all right, starring Jennifer Aniston, Adriana Barraza, Anna Kendrick, and Sam Worthington. Claire, 
<clears throat> becomes fascinated by the suicide of a woman in her chronic pain support group while grappling with her own very raw personal tragedy. All right. Uh, so Claire is Jennifer Aniston. Uh, she becomes fascinated with the suicide of a woman in her chronic pain support group. That woman is Anna Kendrick. Anna Kendrick kills herself in the second scene of this film. Wow. And it's just shocking. Uh, it's terrifying. Uh, when the next meeting, when Jennifer Hansen comes to the support group, she's not there. And she's does she do it she at goes. the support group? No, no, or? she does it like outside. And then the next okay. meeting is when they, you know, they all gather and she's like, why is everyone sad? And she's like, wow. oh, this lady killed herself. And they're like, what? what? How? Oh, my God. And wow. so she becomes very obsessed with this lady, with her whole life. Um, she she goes and uh, she actually starts like showing up at her house, and uh, she like you know, you know nobody lives there now, but like she meets the realtor and like they start hanging out, and um, that's actually um, Sam Worthington is the the realtor who's nice. trying to flip this house. But I like never seen that she she goes in as like a, she pretends to be like oh I'm a perspective whatever, and he's like oh I guess I can show you the place uh, you know just don't go in that room uh, it's a crime scene, and so. <laughs> She goes around and she's like looking at her personal pictures and she's they, like, this is weird. They, they have to say whether or not someone died in that Yeah, I'm, she knows and like the guy tries oh, to okay. play it off like because he's trying to sell the house. But of course. Like, yeah, she, she knew because she wants to know what's up. So she uh, goes around. She's like kind of snooping around. Like he gets distracted. So she's able to like go through some personal stuff. Mm-hmm. And then like she suddenly realizes why she's so obsessed with this lady killing herself. It's because her lover killed herself in the same exact way and that that's the adriana barraza lady yeah jennifer wow. anderson's ex-lover killed herself the same way that anna kendrick did, I, I did and the, the chronic pain is like a thing where it's like it's it's a manifestation it's of her guilt and her fear yeah it's like a whole thing and so by coming to terms with anna kendrick's killing herself she's able to get rid of that pain and so by the end of it uh, it, it was like helping... a whole thing throughout. She was finally able to eat cake. Like that's a that was okay. a uh, that gave her extra pain and helped Sherlock solve crimes. Yeah. Wait, what? Nothing. Did I miss a part? No. <laughs> I feel like I missed a part there because Watson has psychosomatic limp in uh, the new Sherlock. Oh series. right, sure, sure, sure from sure. from the war. Sure, 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 laddie. Well, well done. Just go. The end. She eats cake. So the last scene. Is yeah, her the last cake? scene is her eating cake. I mean, the beginning scene is uh, you see her eating cake, but you don't understand why. So at the end, it makes sense. Oh, yeah, kind of goes back on. Itself. It's one of those loop things. Yeah, it's like there's a time thing going uh-huh. on. You know? Yeah. She goes out into space and f- spins around a black hole, comes back down, and everyone's old, and she's young, and she's eating cake, and it's like, and oh, wow. Donnie Darko's laughing in his bed. Yeah, he okay. said, "I knew this was going to happen," and then a meteor hits him. It's like. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, the endings, they kind of go way out there for the See, ending. Uh, you, you're saying all that, and I just want cake now. Um, <laughs> that's that's the director, too. He was yeah. directing all that and going, mm, this cake is so good. That's so good. It's so good. My, they name, actually, is, my name is Daniel they had Barnes. To postpone, they had to postpone another day because he had eaten all the cake by the time they got to the end. Like, and we she need didn't, to shoot a scene! She didn't have any cake left to do the last scene with. Because they film every scene in order. I mean, that's how movies are made. Yeah. Yeah. And especially, it was especially important for this one. Yep. Because at the end of it, she's fat. Yeah. She's generally super she's fat. Been she's been the eating cake. all the cake. No more pain. Very For fat. like 10 years, she couldn't eat cake. Yeah. Finally, she was able to. It just all built up. Yeah. 
It's like it's like with some Asian women where they look beautiful until they hit fifty, and then they become short little women. I was gonna say that gray and old. This is why once. there was a uh, even though she didn't get the Oscar nomination, there was a big Oscar campaign for yeah, there was to get Holy nominated crap. for this, and it's because she got fat at the end. Yeah. That's why. Yeah, and it wasn't. You, you a may fat know she haven't seen her for like a year. That's, yeah, it wasn't. She had a fat to lose suit. that weight. Yeah. She really That's ate why that people, much cake. People were saying, is there going to be friends with you? And she was like, not this year. Nope. Nope. You got to lose it all. We got to lose it all. I got I to gotta do what uh, Christian Bale did, uh, where he just smoked cigarettes and uh, drank coffee for a year. Right. I was going to say eat paper, but no, no, that wasn't what he did. He drank coffee, he drank coffee and smoked right. cigarettes. All right. Tell, tell me about your film. Um, Mordecai, directed by Kevin Cope. Coep? Nope. Coep? What? You said Kevin. Oh, did I say? Whoops. I'd love that alliteration in a name, but yeah. it's not that. I'm sorry. I'm just thinking about Marvel movies now. <laughs> David Coep. Coep. Starring Johnny Depp. Johnny Doep. Johnny Doep. With uh, <laughs> Gwyneth paltrow <laughs> <laughs> Ewan mcgregor And Olivia Munnup. Jug- that one's a Pokemon, actually. <laughs> Olivia yeah. Munnup. I've got one of those. I've got the silver edition. <laughs> Juggling angry Russians, the British MI5, <laughs> and an international terrorist, debonair art dealer and part-time rogue, Charlie Mordecai, races to recover a stolen painting rumored to contain a code that leads to lost Nazi gold. Um, so this movie starts off uh, because the trailer's dumb and tells you everything. Um, the movie starts off with Mordecai saying, hey, I'm out of money. Um, pretty amazing. I've got this. He's talking right to the camera. Great wife. Yeah, no, no, no. It Ferris Bueller's the shit out of the fourth wall, and uh, he's like, I got no money. I've got this spanking hot wife, Gwyneth Paltrow, who was on um, Jimmy Fallon the other day doing uh, rap songs in Broadway singing. Amazing. I'm gonna have to show you the trailer. Okay. We need to put it in the show notes because it's funny. Okay. Uh, and back to the podcast. <clears throat> And uh, he's got this mistress, uh, Olivia Munn, and then he's got uh, Jarvis, the computer AI, as his backman. And uh, Ewan McGregor is like, yo, uh, there's this painting, and he's like, holy shit, we should steal it, right? So they steal the painting, and um, Ewan McGregor comes in and is like, yo, you know that painting I showed you last week? It's stolen. Can you help us find it? And he goes, no problem. So they go to California because that's where paintings go. And um, down to the Sherman Gallery in L.A. It's really it's really Oaks. nice place. Sherman Oaks with the Sherman Gallery uh, right by the uh, LAX. And he goes down there. Lots of women. His mistress comes down and meets him. They have a great time. You know, He's pretending to find the painting because he's really got it all along. He's having a lot of fun. Um, then Gwyneth Paltrow shows up and he's like, oh, shit. My mistress is here. Gwyneth Paltrow is here. Um, that's when it becomes a porn movie. It gets really weird because it's like, oh, this is my mistress. And she's like, it's okay. I'm into women too. And they have a good time. Mordecai strangely has mustache down there too. It's hard to explain, but you know, it's a pornography. What can you do? <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and then Jarvis, the AI is like, yo, uh, Wait, they show that by doing thing. a, they do a slow pan. Yeah. Upwards. A slow pan upwards. You're like, that's a long, no, and then, no, but the crazy thing is, is it, because you know this needs to be shown in Japan, it just blurs out all the naughty bits, and it blurs out the it blur- mustache. No, it blurs out, and the mustache is what shows above the blur. Um, and you're like, wait, no, that's not his face. 
All right, that's weird. So he really has tattoos of eyes. Yep. So Jarvis shows up, the AI in computer form, and says, uh, "Sir, you uh, and McGregor showing up because he just goes by his name in the movie." Because <laughs> yeah, you know, whatever. It's meta. <laughs> yeah, they they're breaking the fourth wall because they're talking to the, the everyone. It starts off with Mordecai talking to the screen, but then everybody's talking to the screen, yeah. and the, the mistress is like, "Hey, Gwyneth Paltrow's hot. I hope she finds out about me later." You know, it gets crazy. <laughs> So, uh, Ewan McGregor shows up, and he shows up, and Gwyneth Paltrow, Olivia Munn, and Mordecai are just going at it. And he walks in, and the painting's sitting against the wall in the room. Uh And he's like, you found it! And Mordecai's like, yeah, I was going to call you, but then these two lovely women were in here, and I'm not going to say no. Jarvis will make sure that you have everything you need. And Ewan McGregor's like, all right, cool. And the movie just ends like that. So... You know, I I doubt though it'll be more exciting than the uh, the movie about a painting uh, theft last year. I actually really liked that movie. I can't for the life of me remember what it's called, but I remember Rosario Dawson. And, oh, I was uh, thinking about another one. That did, did that come out last year? Was that last year? It might have been the year I before. It was two years ago. I was making a, a sly reference to Grand Budapest Hotel, oh, which was, it, it turned out right. to be about the painting Boy with Apple being missing and stolen. Right, right, right. Uh but I'm, I, you know, if Trance came out last year, Trance, I might have been, uh, you know, I haven't seen Trance yet. I missed the oh, window. Maybe I need an R in there. Trance, 2013. So it was the oh, year so before. Was two years ago. So in the last two years, there have been there's been painting stealing painting movies. movies. Okay, yep. interesting. Uh, all right, now we have ended the guessing. The guessing. <clears throat> we had to make sure that's done. Yep. Uh, I'm not sure what we're going to review next week. I'm for sure seeing Mordecai. Are you? Uh, but I, you know, if you don't want to review that, I'm not going to force you. No, I mean, I'm looking at the list. Black Sea sounds interesting, but it I sounds think, interesting. I think but that I might don't. secretly be a limited release. Right. I feel. I feel that. Whereas Mor- Mordecai is going to be all over the place. Super huge. I mean, yeah. I I'm probably going to see Boy Next Door at some point. Not oh. this weekend, but who knows? Uh, I don't know if I'm going to because I've that got, trailer's just I've got, all I've got movie pass, so I can see everything. I know. Weren't you supposed to? I sent you a thing. Love? Did it not get it? I never got oh, it. Okay, I'll I'll do it while you're here, and okay. you'll see. Good, because I as as I had heard from the aforementioned Derek Armijo, their mm. website sucks. Balls. So that's the one bad thing. Okay. I never had problems with the app, but that website, oof, horrible. Get get ready. Okay. Uh, all right. So probably Mordecai next weekend. All right. Or next week. I'm I down mean, for that. This weekend we'll be seeing it. It looks next week we'll it looks silly enough. Uh, and and maybe we'll we'll get uh, someone to join us. That'd be nice. We'll figure that out. I mean, you know, I didn't want to I didn't want to say it in front of the audience, but uh, I'm not very popular, so that's the reason why this birthday podcast. It's just you and me. I didn't have any friends to invite. Um, oh, okay. Well, you know, we could have set up an extra mic or two. Yeah. For I don't know. My bagman took care of everybody. Oh. So he just blew up the car while you were looking back mm-hmm. waving goodbye yep man i thought that was a bomb the whole time but it was just a tracker i was disappointed because uh, he shot a rocket he shot a rocket the one they gave him at the ship uh, i don't want to get back into it but why didn't they shoot a second rocket right because he only had one rocket because he only had one rocket why do you bring a rocket to a gunfight because <laughs> he wanted to blow up the dude who killed his friend that we only found out his name one time and then he didn't even look that upset about but was willing to track them all over the city in order to kill them that one time all right sure his, he's like, hey, how's uh, Avicii or whatever his name was? Right. And he's oh. like, he's like, he's not gonna make it. And then he's like, and then he just stone faced the whole time. 
Doesn't and he like he, slap the guy after that? I kind of remember. There's so. like an awkward moment yeah, there. He gets really, it gets, it gets upsetting. Uh, we we dipped back into Black Hat, but now we're, <laughs> we're coming back out. Now we're gonna go, and we're gonna leave you until next week. This has been episode one. Nope, two, two ten. ten. Flip those numbers around. Yep, episode two ten. The uh, Happy Birthday Jordan edition twenty. Yep, and uh, we'll see you next week. Bye. See ya. Feel, I feel, I feel like you're saying mm-hmm, mm-hmm, but I, I don't know if I'm really feeling it. Oh, you don't want to. Oh, yeah. What is it? Is it just too much? Just too much. I can't. I can't handle the. Mm-hmm. I don't want to. I don't want to break your soundboard here. It's so nice. Um, I think it's rated for at least a level of five. Mm-hmm's. Well, you do have Benson on it, right? Yeah, and he's like ten mm-hmm's oh, on a good man. day. Yeah. On our normal day, he's at 15, yeah. so it's, it's, uh, yeah, I could take it, but I just don't want to subject the listener. Oh, okay. That's nice. Yeah. Gonna save some eardrums. This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com. <laughs>